G'day Growth Group Leaders, this is looking at Matthew's Gospel chapter 13 and study one in Stories of the Kingdom. So study one, just encouraging you to pray at the beginning of your group. Many of you already do this. Uh, if you're like me, I will often leave prayer till last and run out of time. So we're really encouraging you to pray earlier on, and um, so hopefully we can do that. For question one, where and from whom did you first hear and learn from the Bible? This is really just getting people to open up and allowing them to reflect on their own beginnings of their Bible understanding journey. Uh, really try to draw out people to share when they first began to understand, uh, to actually understand, not just hear. Question two is, who is in Jesus' family, according to chapter 12, 46 to 50? Now, there is a stark comparison painted by Matthew here of Jesus' blood family on the outside, asking Jesus to come out, and the people around Jesus listening to his teaching on the inside of the house. So that's the end of chapter 12. It's sort of a blindness bookends for chapter 13. So if you looked at the end of chapter 13, you'd find Jesus going into his hometown where people don't recognise him either. Question three is Matthew 13, 1 to 9. Imagine you're one of the people on the shore who stood there listening to Jesus. What might you have thought this story could have meant? And this story is the parable of the sower and the seeds. This question is really to help people realise how much they need to hear the explanation. Uh, without explanation, you would have to make it up. Uh, you might come up with the... Um, you might think that the story means, well, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Uh, in terms of you keep throwing those seeds out and see if it works you would if that was what you thought Jesus meant you'd have it totally wrong you need to come to him to understand so verse 9 Jesus says he who has ears to hear let him hear so Jesus is inviting the hearers to inquire to move toward understanding and not just hearing i think there's obvious application for us always in that chapter uh, question 4 i should say is uh, read Matthew 13, 10 to 12. What is a parable and what effect do parables have on the hearers? Now, this is actually a really, really important question, so it's worth spending the time on this. And if you don't finish the whole study, that's okay. This is really the crux of the passage, the question, why do you speak in parables, Jesus? So parables are simple stories. The problem is they're not simply understood. They have a hidden meaning. So Jesus says there is a mystery or a secret to the kingdom of heaven. Now, this really picks up the secret of the kingdom of heaven talked about in Daniel. So if you had a look at Daniel chapter 12, you would find Daniel saying, well, I've heard all this stuff about the kingdom. When will this happen? You find that the angel says to Daniel, well, you're not going to find out that is sealed up. That is a secret. It is a mystery not known. So parables don't make things clear, rather they make things, you could say, intriguing. And if you inquire to know more, you will understand. And there's always that invitation in the Gospels, uh, even to the most hardened enemy of Jesus, there is the invitation to inquire, to come to him to understand. If you don't inquire, you won't understand. You'll get the totally wrong picture. So Jesus says to those who have will get more and those who don't will lose even what they have. And I think in Luke's gospel it says uh, that they will lose even what they think they have. Um, 
So yes, the parables are obscure, but they entice us as well to understanding. But that question does continue on into the next part, question 5. Read Matthew 13, 13 to 15. Again, why did Jesus use parables? What was being fulfilled in Jesus' time? So this question is different from the last. Question 4 is, what is a parable? Now Jesus. Now the question is, why did Jesus use parables? And again, this is really very significant. It's worth reading Isaiah 6 because that's one of the passages that Jesus quotes from. Isaiah asks how long he is to preach to the nation and God says, until there's only a remnant left, until things are lying desolate. Uh, Jesus is using Isaiah to explain his own mission. He's saying, in some sense, this what happened to Isaiah is happening to him, that he's actually fulfilling the message, the prophecy to Isaiah. So why does Jesus use parables? Well, Jesus answers using Isaiah, which is particularly talking about Israel and their growing hard-heartedness. Now, this section has often been understood without reference to the context and then applied directly to us. Uh, which causes all sorts of problems. We try to scratch our head working that out. Uh, Jesus is saying the parables first have meaning and application to the first century Israel, that is them, the crowd, because this is the fulfillment of the prophecy to Isaiah. So Jesus uses parables to actually to make it hard to understand. And this creates a division in Israel over Jesus. This uh, division in turn instigates their rejection, This rejection leads to the cross. This cross is the judgment. And then from the judgment in the resurrection, salvation is given to all. So the hardening of Israel is for the purpose of the salvation of the nations. You might like to have a look at Romans chapter 11 and you would see that sort of idea coming across. Question six is, uh, read back over Matthew 13, 10 to 17, what is different about the disciples and the crowd? Well, this is a bit of a break question. It's pretty straightforward, but the disciples come to Jesus for explanation. That's the difference. They are given understanding. They are enticed and they come forward and they understand because Jesus explains. And when you understand, you become part of the harvest of the word. Um, um, we'll look at that a little bit later. Qu- question 7, read Matthew 13, 18 to 23. What are the different responses people do? Uh, sorry, what are the different reasons, I should say, people do not understand the word? Can you think of any other reasons that are not in this parable? Uh, yeah, so in the parable, disregard, discomfort, distraction are the first three soils. And people might reject the message, however, for other reasons. And I think we just reflect there a bit. People might reject the word of the kingdom or even the gospel uh, because they've had abuse in the back in their background, and they that when they hear uh, it might be abused from a church worker or something that's happened so often. So it's difficult for them to hear the truth. Uh, there's the just a plain misunderstanding. They might have an intellectual objection to the gospel. Uh, they might say, well, do we even know Jesus existed? Those sorts of things. Uh, possibly a believer has hurt them in the past, and so the message that they're hearing uh, reminds them of that believer, and they think, well, I don't want to be anything like that. Um, it's actually quite a big point. Uh, it's said that in the... In the, in the 80s, for example, um, uh, everyone thought that to, become a, to, to be a Christian meant to be a good person. 
um, it's interesting that today uh, they're saying to be a Christian is to become a bad person in the sense that you're bigoted or you're homophobic and those sorts of things. We want to say, no, that's that's not what it's about. Um, so there are all sorts of misunderstandings that people have when coming to the gospel. But the reason for this question is to reiterate the application to the first century people. Uh, it is a broad brush explanation of the response of Israel to Jesus in the first century, those soils. Question eight, which is our last one. Uh, what soil are we to decide to be and what will this look like in our lives? Uh, note the highlighting of understanding. So in all those verses, verse 13, 14, 15, 19, 23 and 51, the importance of understanding. I think the application applies first to Israel's response to Jesus, as we've said before. Uh, the divi divided and the majority is against. But the um, uh, so the reader uh, in the first century would be asking the question, why are so many Jews not following Jesus? And well... This great division is an explanation of that. The Gentile reader would have had to reflect on their own response, and now the anticipated response of the gospel, uh, of the gospel of Matthew reader, is to be the fourth soil. So, although the fourth, so, although this story is to be first and foremost applied to the first century Jewish uh, response to Jesus and his teaching, it still can be applied to us today and ask ourselves which soil are we the remnant and the believing gentile will understand they will listen uh, we live in the time when we have understanding when the message is going out clearly so we look forward to that well that's my 10 minutes up it's actually nine minutes and 55 seconds so i'm going to finish here and i hope your group goes really well see ya